There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Mel. <laughs> Why aren't dogs good dancers? <laughs> First of all, I protest, but no, tell me. Why aren't <laughs> dogs good dancers? Because they have two left feet. <laughs> bork, bork, hello. That was almost Book of Mormony. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hi, Taylor. Hi. <laughs> bork, bork, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. What Thanks are we at? Like us. episode 13, maybe? That's it. 13. Welcome. 13 is actually, um, like, it's mostly unlucky for some, but it's actually my grandparents' lucky number. Aw, cute. So it's always been lucky for me instead of unlucky. Well, I believe this episode is lucky. Yeah. And we grant luckiness to everyone who listens. Also, my dog was called Lucky. Yay! So that's Lucky. (laughs) Relevant. Um, Hey. (laughs) I was about to give the most terrible segue, but I thought of something else. Okay. (laughs) And when I say what this story is about, you'll be like, oh, I'm glad you didn't do that. I have a story. I, you know, I like the sad ones that end with a bit of happy. Mm. (sighs) Okay. Do we remember the tragic events of 9-11? Oh, no. Yes. No, it's going to end happy. It's going to end happy. Salty and Roselle were two guide dogs who were with their owners at the World Trade Center during the attacks in New York City. They each successfully guided their owners out of the burning tower before they collapsed and their feats were later recognized when they were awarded the Dickin Medal by the British Charity. The People's Dispensary for Sick Animals. When you said feats... (laughs) I thought you had their two left feet and their two right feet. (laughs) But also, yes, that's amazing. What good boys. Anyway. Oh, oh. Anyway, so I found this story by accident, yeah. but I'm really glad I did. So I start with Salty. Mm-hmm. They were both Labrador Retrievers. One was male, one was female. Mm-hmm. But basically, we all know what happened in 9-11. I hadn't actually heard of these two, but these two dogs successfully led their owners out of the building and didn't leave their sides, which is stupidly cool. Because yeah, you would think that's any dog's kind of reaction, like any dog's reaction to fireworks or like, you know, any kind of chaos Loud is usually fire. unpredictable, yeah. but like. Guide dogs are just neck level. Mm. So Salty was a trained trained as a guide dog in early 1998 by guiding dogs for the blind in Yorktown Heights, New York. Part of his training included taking trips in the New York City subway and getting oh. used to traffic in the Bronx. Amazing. Which I guess is something you don't think of is that every guide dog in different places in the world has to learn the specifics of that city. Yeah. Like I forget, like we don't have a subway here, so that's not. Something you yeah, need no. to learn. But in New York, you're going to need to learn how to take the subway as a guide dog. Oh, they're so And clever. the stairs and stuff. Yeah. And probably more elevators and stuff like that too yeah, because yeah. they probably have more elevators and stuff over there. Whoa. Fascinating. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar Rivera was introduced to Sally Salty by Salty. <laughs> I'm sorry. My eye did a twitch. It was a bad time. By Salty's instructor. 
When the attacks occurred on September 11, Salty and his owner Omar found themselves on the 71st floor. Holy moly. So that's pretty high up. That's not like, oh, we're on the third floor. We can just like no, that's run out the door. It's like we up there right. in the business. Rivera was working at the headquarters of the Port Authority of New York and New Jersey in Tower 1 of the World Trade Center. After refusing to leave Rivera's side, Salty and Rivera's supervisor Donna led him to safety. Mm-hmm. About halfway down, a co-worker trying to help tried to take Salty's lead, but the dog refused to leave Omar. Aw, yes, So somebody Salty. was like, I'll take your dog, just like get out of here. And the dog was like, um, no, no, I'm working. This is my job. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> I'm busy. You amateur. This is the worst time to want to take me for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a better time. I'm free this afternoon at five. <laughs> oh, the goodest. Anyway, how boy. cute. And also salty. Is that not the cutest name? It's delightful. Especially for a golden retriever. With oh, a job. Salty. Like, mm. 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 salty. <laughs> Roselle was the other one. Mm. Um, she was born in 1998. No, sorry. I lied. Yes, she was born in 1998 and started training in 1998 for Guide Dogs to the Blind. She was moved to Santa Barbara in California to be raised by Kay and Ted Stern. Shouts out to you guys. After this, she was returned to Guide Dogs to the Blind so she could be trained as a guide dog. That doesn't make any sense, but sure. (laughs) Roselle and her owner, Michael, met in 1999. She was Hingston's fifth guide dog. Oh, wow. Because, you know, they have to retire at a certain age. Oh, I didn't, but yeah. that makes sense. So I said, oh, I don't even, I wonder if a quick Google will give me the right answer. Guide dog retirement age. They have to retire after a certain age, not because around eight to 10 years. Yeah. So is it because they're less mobile? Well, it's just as you get older, they, they're, it's not that they're less reliable. It's just that things can go wrong. Yeah. Or they could start to have health issues or they could start yeah, to have fair. problems. So for the safety of the human, mm. they retire them at 10, 8 to 10. Yeah. So that everything's over, like there's no risks. Yeah, because dogs from 10 onwards start to have health issues or problems yeah. or whatever. And I assume they have cute retirement plans. Yeah. Oh, well, usually once they're retired, they they just get adopted out by Aww. a new family. So there's often, there's like guide dogs often need to be fostered out because like, yeah. they're the best dogs because they're so well trained yeah. but they have to be fostered out because the blind person needs a new guide dog they can't Fair. keep mm. just a house dog. Aww, so yeah they um i don't know yeah so she was his fit so obviously he's gone through quite a couple and sometimes you get them when they're first trained and sometimes you get them midway in right because you might swap an owner or like mm-hmm. yeah so you there's you could have like several guide dogs throughout your life um, Rosalie was asleep under her owner's desk on the 78th floor oh, in Tower 1 of the World Trade Center when the attack commenced. She was awakened by the plane impacting 15 floors above them. Whoa. Yep. That'll wake you up. Whoa. Yeah. How insane. How insane is it that there just were people in the building? I can't even comprehend. Mm. People and dogs. People and dogs. And also, oh, I'm sorry to bring this up, but the thing that gets me every time I go to the World Trade Center Memorial is the pregnant ladies. Oh, Every time no. it kills me because it would yeah. say, for example, I can't remember, I apologies, but I can't remember any of the ladies, but it would say like Mel Bolivin with child. Yeah. Ow. And her, uh, and her, um, unex- and her, um, unborn child. Ow. And it kills me every time I see it. I'm like, Ugh. anyway, we're talking about happy doggers. We, she led her owner and 30 other people down 1,463 steps out of the tower. Whoa. 
after descending over half the distance, they passed firemen who were heading up. Rosalie stopped. Who Rosalie stopped to greet. <laughs> okay. Sniff, sniff. Focus. <laughs> the descent took just over an hour. Far out. Mm. After they exited, Tower 2 collapsed, sending debris flying. Hingston later said, while everyone ran in panic, Rosalie remained totally focused on her job. While debris fell around us, even hit us, Rosalie stayed calm. Yes. I'm also saying her name wrong. It's Roselle. Yeah, I was My sight is really bad. <laughs> I haven't put my glasses on. Roselle, and I'm reading Rosalie, it very badly. A hero. Roselle. Apologies, Roselle. Um, once clear, Roselle led her owner to the safety of a subway station where they helped a woman who had been blinded by falling debris. Goodness gracious. So she helped a new blind woman. Oh, just on the, the best. way. And then a true professional. Once they arrived home, Roselle immediately began playing with her retired guide dog predecessor, Linny, as if nothing important had happened. There you go. Maybe you can keep your guide dog. Dogs, man. Maybe he just keeps them. Maybe you just collect them once they retire. And then they just hang out. Yeah. I wonder I if think they you still probably try can. To- I just think it's probably a bit much for some people, so they've yeah. like foster around. Do you reckon they still try to do helpful things off duty? Like they're retired, I but think they're like, so. I will get you this. Although I drink. have, I did meet a guide dog the other day. I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or not. It was a while ago. I met a guide dog, and the owner was like, "Do you want to pet him?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want to pet him while he's working." And she was like, "No, no, it's fine." She took his like harness off, and when the harness comes off, that's when they know they're allowed <gasps> to go play. And he yes! was like, "Hi!" And I was like, "Hi, friend!" And she like he nearly knocked his owner over because he was so excited to come play with me and I was like I'm sorry I was a bit far away and she was like that's okay because <laughs> I was sitting at my desk and he was like a couple meters away and I was like hello and I didn't realize that as soon as the thing came off he'd yeah. be like let's play off and I was like oh sorry and he was really cute and then when I was like okay thanks for letting me pat him I gotta go back to work she was like cool and she put the harness back on him and he was like Chum. dog over job I, and he just like went back to I work. love that. It's real cute. Dogs with jobs are the best. But yeah, Dogs as soon as are amazing. They know like harness on, work time. Yeah. Harness off, cool, play time. But as soon as the harness is on them, um, I'm doing my job right Also, now. shout out to the people that train these yeah, dogs. Yeah, heckin' oh, yeah. Amazing. It's not easy. Um. Anyway, Salty and Roselle were awarded joint Dickin medal by the People's Dispensary for six, six sick animals in 2002. It was only the second time a joint medal had been awarded, the first time to punch and Judy a pair of boxes in 1946. Oh, true. Next time on the Flip and Papa podcast. <laughs> For remaining loyally at the side of their blind owners, courageously leading them down more than 70 floors of the World Trade Center to a place of safety following the terrorist attack. And then in addition to the medal, they were also recognized by the British Guide Dogs for the Blind Association. They were awarded a Partners in Courage Award by the Guiding Eyes Blind Association. Wow. And Roselle was posthumously named American Hero Dog of the Year in 2011. Wow. Beating seven finalists. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Rough. Tough competition. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> anyway, they're both gone now, which is like really sad to me. That's the bit I was like reading and I was like, mm-hmm. uh. But they led um, good lives. But they were such hero dogs. Such hero dogs. Anyway, that was what I found it by accident. I was searching for a different Daisy, and um, this came up. What? There was no Daisy. There in was this no one. Daisy. Um, turns out <laughs> after nine eleven, this really big email hoax went around oh. about the story of um, Daisy the rescue dog in nine eleven. Right. It was this big viral email um, that like saved hundreds of lives on her second on her second run she saved 392 lives on her final run she saved 270 like it didn't but it's not real yeah it was just somebody was like they sent around an email hoax probably because it what was the purpose of chain mail see i don't remember 
It was probably just kicks. Yeah. But anyway, that's what <laughs> I found. And I was like, oh, cool, Daisy. And then I looked at it and they were like, it's a hoax. And I was like, oh, lame, because that was a cool story. And then I found Salty and Roselle. The real and heroes. And they were the real heroes. Yes. And they didn't save 392 people, but that's okay, because they saved a significant amount of people yeah. anyway. Amazing. Amazing. I love that. <sighs> <sighs> okay, I'm done. You're up. <laughs> what a delight. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of delights. Who you got? Oh my goodness. Who's coming up? I'm so excited for my breed. I I wrote so many notes. I love this breed so much. Um, shall I give you hints? Yeah, do it. I'll try and guess. Okay. Why have we never done that? <laughs> I don't know. Let's do it. <laughs> um, super handsome. Wow, good hint. Just like so handsome. Um, mustachioed. Oh, no. Uh, stocky. Oh, producer Zane knows and it's embarrassing me. <gasps> Uh, rectangular and kind of square. Okay, I can 100% see this dog, but yep. I have no idea what the breed is called. Usually gray. What is it? Oh, Produce- it's, it's the dog that's in um um in Lady and the Tramp. The- uh, I don't think so. Okay, never mind. Tell me what it is. <laughs> Producer Zane, would you like to guess? It is a schnauzer. A schnauzer. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um, I love the schnauzer so much Oops. because they're so heckin' handsome. Um, heckin' handsome. All, okay, apparently all. I don't know how to spell schnauzer. <laughs> I kept spelling them in my noses. Oh, in my it. notes, not in my nose. <laughs> oh, what's a schauspieler? A schauzer. I hope that's how I hope I didn't just swear in German. <laughs> <laughs> Way to get us explicit, Taylor. <gasps> yeah, okay, no, I swear there's a dog in Lady in the Tramp that looks like that, and I'm going to find it. I think you might be talking about, yeah, the Scottish Terrier. Okay, then what's the Scottish? Because I was going to guess Scottish Terrier, and then you were like, it's not the one in Lady in the Tramp, and then I got very confused. No. But similar look, actually. Mm, well, I'm sorry, Schnauzers, to have confused you. <laughs> oh, okay. Similar, similar okay. look. Okay. So Schnauzers are a little, this is not my breed. Schnauzers are like <laughs> a lighter gray, usually, yep. and the Scottish Terriers are darker and like, and way more compact and hypoallergenic, fun fact. Yeah, true. These dogs don't shed um, Schnauzers as well, not just <laughs> the Scottish well, I was talking about Scottish Terriers, but yeah, Schnauzers no, as well. Um, and speaking of the compact version, which is not the same breed, but like the Scottish Terrier is the compact version. Um, schnauzers come in three sizes, and I love that they come in three sizes. Mm-hmm. You can have you like a small, medium, or large. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> how it upgrade works. to a large. And I love it. And also, I love. Mm. So let me okay. That let me go back angry. to the beginning and like be like, Zane. let me tell you. <laughs> oh, if producer Zane was if a dog, producer Zane was a schnauzer, this is what schnauzer. he'd look like. We'll put the photo in the comments. Oh, amazing. Especially um, if you haven't seen producer Zane before because this will be a great picture to start with. <laughs> Do it. He's so going to make fact. this profile picture. Yes. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Let's, let's learn about the breed. I'm sorry. Let's go. I'm just really excited because the German translation, it's a, it's a German breed. Yep. Schnauzer. Um, I think it's meant to be pronounced Schnauzer. Schnauzer. Uh, but I will say Schnauzer, not to embarrass It myself. sounds like a kind of like fancy soda water. Yes. It kind of sounds Schnauzer. like seltzer. Yeah. That's probably where I got mm. it from. <laughs> um, so the meaning of the word schnauzer is snouter. So, oh, snout, but with ER. Like, snout, like the verb of snout. You have a snouter. <laughs> this is my snouter. So, yeah, you get the mini, the standard, and the giant. Not the large. The giant. Amazing. The giant schnauzer. And they all have their own German names. Which for some reason I'm struggling to find, even though I just had it. I have a feeling that some people call them schnauzers, like schnauzers. Schnauzers. What do you mean? Do you know what I mean? Like some people pronounce it instead of like schnauzer, they pronounce it like schnauzer. Well, 
Like fancy. That's fair. Um, I'm going to attempt to do say it. the German names. Do it. Do it. Uh, I've never taken German in my, in my life, um, but I will try. Apologies Romanian. in advance. That's, Romanian is nothing like German neighbor. as far as I can tell. Okay. Never mind. No. I need uh, to study some more maps. I don't know. <laughs> um, so we've got the standard schnauzer called the Mittelschnauzer. Mittelschnauzer. Like middle schnauzer? Yes. Cute. Um, you've got the giant schnauzer, which is the Riesenschnauzer. Reason schnauzer? I think I added an N in there that's not meant to be in there. Schnauzer? Reza no, schnauzer? yeah, that's there. <laughs> Reason schnauzer. Classic. And the mini schnauzer, which is called, this is my favorite, Zwerg schnauzer. <laughs> it's <laughs> Z-W-E-R-G schnauzer. Zwerg schnauzer. <laughs> it's like if um Zorg from Toy Story, Zerg, Zerg from Toy Story had a schnauzer, it would be called a Zorg schnauzer. Zorg. <laughs> Oh, I love it man. so much. My links are really off today. My um breed is more than just me laughing at the name, so no offense to <laughs> anyone that speaks German. I think it's an amazing language. That's why I'm enjoying these German names. So anyway, I was really intrigued that you can get different sizes of dogs. Like I understand poodles can be mini, standard, and mm-hmm, giant. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. No, standard, mini, or toy. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what I meant. Yep. Um so I <laughs> I looked into it. Um and of course, the reason that you have these different sizes is because they're bred with different dogs. Um, so you got the standard schnauzer, and the point of the sta- <laughs> standard schnauzer. Schnauzer, schnauzer. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> the, <laughs> the standard schnauzer uh, originated in Germany uh, back in the day when none of this agricultural technology existed, and mm-hmm. they needed farm dogs. It needed to be generally a dog that could pull a cart, but also fit in the cart. Um, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Everyone in the world had their version. This is the German version. That's um, so cute. On the quest to find the perfect breed of farm doggo. Uh, yeah. So we got the Schnauzer. They are... <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I always do this thing where I just look at different photos and I laugh and I know this is a podcast, so you can't see it, but it's so check amazing. the show notes because let me tell you, handsome doggos all round. Anyway, continuing. Why are they only handsome? There's female schnauzers, surely. You can be a handsome female. In mm-hmm. fact, these schnauzers are handsome females. But they're also beautiful. When they're females. Oh, yeah, also beautiful. Okay. Also, like, smart. And let's let's empower these dogs. Let's empower the schnauzer. <laughs> they don't just have to oh, be about looks. <laughs> empower the schnauzer. Speaking of which, they have really delightful personalities. <laughs> and this is what I find interesting is that when it comes to training, the mini schnauzer, which are generally like 30 centimetres tall. Zwerg schnauzer. <laughs> Zwerg. 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 <laughs> Welcome back to the ASMR podcast where we just go zzz. <laughs> the ASMR dog cast. Not uh, again. <laughs> so these mini schnauzers, I just find it interesting that between the sizes they change their personalities, but that, of course, is again that because sense, of the different breeds yeah. that – Went into but that's making like this one. short people and tall people have different personalities. <laughs> what? I mean, I guess, but it's probably like there are stereotypical personalities of short people and the stereotypical personalities of tall people. Like the stereotypical personality of a short person is like feisty. Hmm. What's the stereotypical personality of a tall person? They have to minimize themselves. Hungry? So they're like. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Zane's not a get hungry, I mean, so hungry? let's just go with hungry. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'm tall and I'm hungry. 
<laughs> Good. I'll do. I'm standard and I am sometimes hungry. So maybe, maybe there's a trend go. there. And short people are never hungry. <laughs> Done. Um, so for the mini ones, they are eager to please when it comes to training. So it makes them really trainable. Uh, for these schnauzers, you get you see them doing a lot of agility and obedience and rally and those kind of canine sports events, which I love. I love an active doggo. I yep. love a sport doggo. Um, and they're quite alert and responsive. But then when you go to the standard schnauzer and to the giant schnauzer, they're more independent. So not so. <laughs> So the cute. mini schnauzers are so eager to please. They need you. <laughs> they need you. And they need to please. Whereas the Major standard one is like, is. oh, well, it'll get bored. That's what they say. Because really? these dogs are so intelligent and so yeah, trainable. I get bored. <laughs> in, so I'm looking at the American Kennel Club. Love them. Um, Shout out. And they say that a big problem with overtraining Mm. Uh, rather, a big problem with the schnauzer is overtraining the standard one because after a few repetitions, they get bored and look at the trainer oh. as though the trainer is stupid. <laughs> I thought you meant like trying to teach them too much. And I was no. like, that doesn't make sense. Like doing the same activity, yeah. like trying to do sit like a million times and they're like, I got it after yeah, the first Yeah, they're thing. like, what do you want from me? I can, I've, I can sit. Like, can we do something else? They need to be stimulated. They're very smart dogs. Teach them to pop and lock. <laughs> get them dancing. Yep. Now get, I'm going to get a schnauzer and I'm going to pop and lock it. <laughs> I'm going to pop and lock it. Um, I mentioned the size of the mini, but I didn't mention the size of the other ones. Just in case you're wondering, the mini 30. is 30 centimetres tall, 69 kilos. one foot. Oh, yeah. You I know, learned that today. I was going to ride down the feet, but I couldn't. No, I just learned that today because I was, oh, I won't tell you what I was reading. It wasn't anything to, it was, <laughs> it was, now it sounds really bad. It was just crime stories. Right. And the crime thing happened to be they cut like a one foot. Oh, brutal. Thing. Or 30 centimetres. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> it was like a one foot hole in the jail cell or something. Right. Carry on. Oh, weird. Um, yes, the standard, 46 centimetres tall. Mm-hmm. Quite, that's quite tall. That's pretty tall. Uh, and 14 to 20 kilos. And then the giant yeah. is 61 centimetres tall. That's like two feet. Wow. So that's like what? At the shoulder. That's, whoa. That's like a big dog. Yeah, German Shepherd size. Heckin' whoa. Yeah, that's a big doggo. Yeah, that is a big doggo. Um, 25 to 36 kilos. Whew. The weight of a child. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. sister, sorry, just randomly, my sister used to compare her weight for about four years to the fact that she was she weighed less than a baby seal. Whoa. So whatever a baby seal weighed, which I think was about 25 kilos, my sister used to be like, I used to weigh less than a baby seal. And that was like her thing. That I was a comparative measure. <laughs> it's cute. Which was very small. All right. So, like, maybe I'm just going to go around and be like, oh, I'm hoping to lose about a medium schnauzer. <laughs> well, that's a lot, though. Maybe, maybe just a swag schnauzer. Just half, I'm not just half a, a mini schnauzer. <laughs> yeah, my goal is to lose half a mini schnauzer before my wedding. <laughs> Done. I weigh less than the world's biggest dog. It's not the schnauzer, by the way, but What's I just the like the biggest dog. Um, I imagine a wolfhound. Well, awesome. Don't imagine. Let's know. Quick, to the Googles. Well, oh yeah, Great dog. Dane. That would make sense. Uh, yeah, Great Dane has is at the top of the list. This is just dog breeds. Whoa. I am looking at a dog that is like larger than a human. Whoa! There's what? the human. Is that real? That's I don't real. know. Unless that's a child standing next to those doggos. It says it's on a page called Interesting Facts. So like, I'm ready to believe it. Can you add that photo to the show notes? Yeah. Give us. 
Give us your opinion on whether this photo is real. I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no. Um, <laughs> Producer Zane is saying photoshopped to the high heavens. But my entire dream is to just have giant dogs like Clifford, the red dog, like the wolves in Princess Mononoke. Oh, my goodness. That Taylor's showing real. me a giant dog. His name is George, by the way. He's the biggest dog in the world. Um, there you go. Please check out the show notes. So anyway, oh, now it's going to be long show notes. <laughs> um, as I was saying, they're... They have quite a varied breeding history to get the different sizes. And it also affects the color, which I find is really interesting. So I've only ever seen gray schnauzers, gray and black. You get black ones. But for the mini, the colors can be quite varied uh, thanks to complicated scientific reasons relating to genetics and recessive genes. Uh, If you're a nerd, I will... (laughs) In the best way. If you're a dog nerd, um, there is an article written by this lady's name. You have to pay attention to this lady's name. I'm listening. Um, Sheila Smuts. <laughs> Stop it. Professor. Oh, I can't even speak. <laughs> Professor Sheila Smuts. Yep. Sheila Smuts. I can't think of anyone better to write a dog article. Uh, this lady wrote a research article about the... Uh, breeding colors, the way you get different colors in cool. doggos. And it's really interesting. Um, and it's a bit too long to talk about on the podcast, but we will give you the link in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> Taylor, I will send you the yeah, link. Thanks. <laughs> Taylor adds our show notes. Thanks, Taylor. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but for the mini schnauzer, you can get all sorts of colors. They are so beautiful. You get like these spotty white ones and Oh, here's me gushing over cute dogs that you can't actually see. Um, But the American Kennel Club also has this really interesting family tree kind of thing going on uh, where they show. (laughs) So it shows where these different breeds came from, starting in the 7th century with the Briar Hund. Um, Obviously. And it moves into where the different schnauzers came from. So the miniature schnauzer the standard and the giant all came from what's called a rough pincher. And if you look up pinchers, they're hella cute. (laughs) Pincher or pincer? Oh, pincer. I've never said it out loud before. Oh, pincher. Good. Oh, you're Uh, right. There goes me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A word I've only ever read, so I don't know how to say it. No, that's okay. I feel like I've heard pincer, but maybe I'm thinking of like crab thingies. Like definitely crab thingies. Sure. I'm pretty sure there's a Pokemon called pincer. Welcome back to the Pokemon podcast. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That is my favorite joke. It never gets old. <laughs> Hit us up in the comments of our social media. <laughs> if you love random podcasts. Oh my goodness. Jokes. I don't know where I I'm going with this. I can officially confirm that the the gigantic Great Dane Freddy is the world's tallest dog. Oh, Freddy, not George. Nah, not no. George. Uh, 1.035 meters. Good grief. At the shot. So standing normally yeah yeah so on its hind legs it would be extra large that is a giant dog but also he's real cute he's real cute it's and he's a, a system in fleur 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 oh fleur it's in the show notes have fun reading our dictionary <laughs> of show notes <laughs> we're just really excited about things today <laughs> uh so the mini schnauzer comes from the mini pincher the standard schnauzer comes from the rough pincher and the German rough pincher and the giant schnauzer. Uh, see, oh, I look another name I can't pronounce. 
But I'm just really intrigued by the different breeds you get to make different sized doggos. I just like the idea of different sized doggos. <laughs> anyway, they're super cute. They're really trainable. <laughs> they're like stocky and rectangular and handsome. And I love them. <laughs> the end. The end. They are hella cute. <laughs> I could talk about them all day. They're so interesting. Anyway, that's my breed for today. Check out our show notes because there's info on if like you have grooming and things. Two to three hours for some light reading. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know what I got for you today, Mel? What you got, I got for a me? tip and a trick. I got the ultimate guide to grooming and bathing your dog. The ultimate. Yep. Amazing. Tell Why me how to bathe my your dog. I hope that's really obvious. But if it's not, <laughs> bathing your dog is an important part of pet care. For dogs with healthy skin and a healthy coat, the most common reason to bathe is to remove unpleasant odor. Correct. Yeah. Or because they've accumulated dirt on their coat. Um, it also can include cleaning the skin, um, gets rid of loose hair, scales, if your dog has scales apparently. Yeah. Uh, debris, skin. improve the hair coat shine. I like a shiny That's dog. That's why. But I hope that was clear to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case. Why bathe? How often to bathe your dog? Hmm. Um, it will vary between each individual dog and their particular needs. Mm-hmm. Essentially, dogs should only be bathed when necessary. True. So don't be overbathing your dog. It's often about what environment it, they're in. If they roll in a puddle of mud, I assume you gotta bathe it. Yeah. One time, um, Miss Lynn's dog Toffee, who I think we've mentioned before, mm-hmm. you know the there's a big lake um, at a, yes. at a at a studio Mel and I used to frequent, and it was essentially mud and duck yep. poop, um, <laughs> but we called it a lake. Tuffy decided one day he would get off his leash and just head first into Whoa. the lake. Tuffy is a small, fluffy, Tuffy's white, small dog. and white, <laughs> and very small and very white. And I like, and it's not like he didn't drown or anything because it's about a foot it's, high. Yeah, but like I? he was covered in dirt. It no was longer so a white doggo. That's when you need to bathe your dog. Mm. Um, bathing is required when a dog has an unpleasant odor or if they've accumulated dirt or mud. Um, dogs. Uh, bathe too frequently, it can dry out their skin and their hair coat and may cause problems. So Not you don't ideal. actually want to bathe them like every day, two days. No. Because it's going to be too For much. the Schnauzer, for Plus, example, they say once a month. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not often. Um, dogs with skin problems, though, can need a different bathing schedule, but that's like a check with your vet. Right. Because they'll tell yeah. you what to do. Of course. Um, other dogs who go swimming. If you told your pet how to swim. I love it. Then um, they may require less bathing as this activity can function like a bath. Yeah. Because it can get the smell of them. Yeah. Remember, I, my mum used to do that. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, you went for a swim today. You don't need to have a shower. <laughs> Up in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, if you do allow your dog to swim occasionally, supervise them. We've yes. talked about this. Yeah. What type of shampoo to use? Your <laughs> veterinary clinic. Vet, vet, oh, veterinary. Vet, that one. Veterinary. I can't say, your vet. Just vet. Can provide... <laughs> Advice about the most suitable <laughs> products for your pet dog. Choose a shampoo specifically for dogs. That's important. Yes. Don't go using your herbal essences no. on your dog. Your Pantene. Your Pantene, your Ultravene, your head and shoulders. Don't do it. Nuh-uh. My parents used to do that. No. Yeah, it's no. got the wrong chemicals. Yeah, it's not good for their They skin. can't handle the kind of stuff we can handle. No. Hectic. Ah. <laughs> uh, so you need to get dog shampoo. Some yes. people think it sounds stupid. They're like, oh, they're just dogs. Like, just use whatever you've got. Like, no, just no, get them you their don't own know shampoo. What a dog you only skin do feels it like, like four to eight weeks anyway. So yeah. you might as well just get them their own shampoo. That's Plus, right. don't share. That's, that's a bit weird. Um, you can also try applying mild and gentle hypoallergenic rinse out conditioner after shampooing if you've got like a really matted dog or if they yeah. get really dry. Or long hair for silky locks. Or long hair, yep. 
Um, <laughs> you also want to test a small amount of the products first. So make sure your dog's not going to irritate or yeah, itch good. or whatever. So that you meant to do that as a human too, but I never yeah. do. No, they say to like spot test That's so much neck, effort. Nah. <laughs> Take more care of your dog than you do you. Um, <laughs> sometimes where to bathe your dog differs. They recommend outdoors in a bath tub or dub, dog tub. Or there are professional bathing services. Mm. All my dogs have gone to groomers previously. Yes. And we've only washed our dog when she's like fallen in the pool. Yep. And has gotten a bit like yeah. chlorine-y. Um, you can bathe them outdoors, especially if you have one of those like big doggos. They get a garden hose. You oh. squirt them. You have a good time. Yeah, they have a fun Sometimes time Sometimes that. that works. If you have a little dog or if like they get a bit anxious, sometimes a bathtub is better let the water run down the drain, do it nice and calmly. Um, make sure the temperature is right. You don't want it too hot yeah. or too cold. And for the same, the same thing if you're outside and mm-hmm. if it's too cold. Yeah, don't be washing them in the snow. No, not ideal. Um, that would be a popsicle. I don't like you at all. <laughs> I'll show myself out. <laughs> Two important things to remember when training your dog to enjoy bath time is teach your dog to associate bathing with great rewards or the things they love. Treats, cuddles. Yep. Toys. Yep. Love. Yep. Mm. Just love. <laughs> um, two is take things slow and easy so they feel relaxed and comfortable. I feel like a lot of people try and rush through it mm. because they're like, oh, we'll get it over and done with really quickly and then you'll be okay. But that's but just that's stressful. going to be the stressful experience every single time it happens. And look, life so advice. you do it calmly and more relaxed and they get used to it better. So if your dog has mats or tangles, you might want to brush them um, first. Oh, this is like a step-by-step. Brush, then water, rinse, um, washcloth. Be careful with the face so and eyes. Mm. You want to do that really gently or with a washcloth, especially if they get like their little sleepy, drippy eyes. Yeah, like in poodles. Um, Be careful with their ears. Um, give them a nice little massage. It recommends. Mm. Just give them a little. Everyone's favorite part. Yeah, that's my favorite part <laughs> of the hairdresser. Um, rinse. You might condition, towel, and treats. Most importantly, treats. Is that I the end would of that also step suggest, by step? Um, as part of those mobile dog washes, they have flea rinses. If you ever oh, need that, yeah, they do. They're really yeah. good. Amazing. So that's what a comprehensive guide. This is like, I didn't even get to half of it. Like, that. Oh, really? It is way more comprehensive than what I just said. So if you'd like it, it's in the show notes. You'll have to to do to the very, very bottom, but it's in the show notes. Um, It's an RSPCA guide, actually, on how to bathe your dog. And it's really comprehensive. So if you're struggling or if you want some tips, go check it out. But that's that's the basics. Yes. We have some clean, beautiful doggos. Yep. When I remember. Please when you remember. take him to the groomer. <laughs> when a, yeah, when the grooming when text message it. comes through and it's like, your dog is scheduled for a grooming appointment tomorrow. Please confirm. And I'm like, oh, damn. I yeah. honestly wish I got reminders for myself. Hello. Please have a shower. shower. Yeah. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Keep each other accountable. Oh. Keep yourself clean. Keep your dog clean. If you jump onto our Instagram at Floof and Papa Podcast, you can remind Mel to take a shower in the comments. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> such a weird thing. <laughs> We're also on Facebook at uh, they don't do they don't do that. If you just search Flu from Papa Podcast, you'll find yeah. us. Where and is an ampersand. Where and is an ampersand, and we're also on Twitter at Floof and Papa, all spelled out. Correct. Whee! Thanks, that's not canon for having us again. Thanks, buddy. Just one buddy, not a whole production company. Just just the one buddy. Buddy is like at the production company. 
The production company is our buddy. Yep, cool. They are now. Yep. <laughs> Except when we wear beanies. Anyway, Have that's an our show. Excellent week. Thank you for yeah. tuning in. Send us photos of your dogs, please. Empower the schnauzer. Ooh. That's what we said before. Yeah. Empower the schnauzer. Goodbye. Okay, bye. 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 Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.